Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, declare His goodness this morning. Shout out His praise. Come on. Come on, shake yourself. Stir yourself. We're in the house of God. It is good to be here. I was saying before, I feel like a traveling salesman. I bring my own pulpit and I just place it here and... Are you glad to be in the house of God this morning? Come on, are you glad to be in church this morning? You can be anywhere. You made a choice to be here. You're standing in the presence of God, and something's going to happen this morning. Every time you choose to position yourself in the presence of God, you position yourself with the possibility of miracles taking place, of, of entering into breakthrough, of receiving all that God has for you. This morning, just, just breathe in. And receive of his goodness. We've heard through the songs and through George leading it, we serve the same God. The same God that split the seas. The same God that shut the mouths of lions. The same God who rose Jesus from the dead. He's here this morning. And Ephesians says that the same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in your life. God is with you and he's for you. And this morning you can receive from him. The Bible says every good and perfect gift comes to us from our Father in heaven. God's way is perfect. His will is perfect. His, his plans, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and I ordained you as a prophet to the nation. God knows us. He's got plans to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a future and a hope. They're available for you today. If your circumstances aren't lining up with the promises of God, you can stand on that word today in faith and claim them. God, I'm taking a hold of. I'm taking a hold of those promises. I'm taking back what's mine. I'm pushing back darkness. I'm pushing back circumstance. And today I receive from a good and loving Father. Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Let's put our hands together. Let's bless him. God, we need you. We love you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your dearness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you're the same, God, that you never change, that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord God. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No lie of the enemy, Lord God, will undermine the future that you've designed for us. We thank you here today. In your mighty and wonderful name, Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give somebody a high five, a hand clap, or a handshake, or a hug, or a kiss, or whatever you want before you grab your seats. It is great to be here this morning. And Jenny, we truly do celebrate you. You are a magnificent woman. Yourself and Vincent are just such great friends of us and this church, but you are. You're a woman of strength. You're a woman of dignity. You're excellent at all that you do. You're, you're committed. You're passionate. You're generous. And you've just been a blessing to our church for many, many years. We love you and we thank you. Happy birthday. You make 60 years good. Very good. All right, so this is a month of prayer and fasting. Next month's going to be a month of the word and worship. And then December's just going to be a month to celebrate. 
Like we're going to finish this year out strong. We're going to finish out celebrating and giving God all the glory and just enjoying the life that's been gifted to us. Amen. So uh, I know, and I know you're all excited about the fasting part. Mark, he was saying to me, I just can't wait to fast, just to just to put that food. No, he didn't say that. I shouldn't lie to you. Uh, he grabbed his food. Hey, uh, I want I want to focus us up a little bit in this prayer and fasting because at the moment we have quite an exciting potential opportunity on talking to someone in oversight of C3 nationally who has been talking to somebody from another denomination that has buildings all around Australia that have either dwindling or very little congregations. Uh, and there's, there's potential um, in this region to maybe take over one of those buildings, uh, which is already zoned as a church, which is already, you know, it's it, it takes out a whole lot of the process of the jumping through hoops and everything else that we need to do. So I would really love you for the course of this month to focus. It's time to take ground. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to get our own building. It's yeah. time, and we want to get our, our own building for many reasons, but one is to have a youth group yeah. uh, and to have a designated space for, for music rehearsals and prayer meetings and counselling and and courses, Bible courses, money management courses. Uh, there are so many reasons why we want to do so. I want to uh, ask you pray. We felt like we've had some real opposition in this round for nearly 10 years. Uh, nothing's come easy. We've opened doors. We've engaged town planners. We've looked at buildings. We've, But the good thing is, church, we're in a great financial space where Everything that's been given generously over these years has, has been set aside and earmarked in an account that we've never touched and is sitting there ready to lease a building, buy a building, uh, you know, secure our future as a church. So I want to encourage you. We're in great days and God is good, but please, as we pray, the Bible says, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them. And we're believing that we're getting a permanent facility that we're going to take, put a stake in the ground and that it'll be our, our permanent home. So please, we would love you to join with us in believing for that. Uh, I'm going to be having initial Zoom meetings and then potentially flying into state to have further meetings uh, in the coming weeks. So stand with us, believe with us. We're going to get our house. Amen. Amen. All right. The scripture that we're starting with this morning is Matthew 6. If you've got your Bibles, Matthew 6, starting in verse 5, and says this, and when you pray. Jesus assumes we will pray. As believers, as Christ followers, as servants of the East, and when you pray. Do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues, on the street corners, to be seen by others. But truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full. Our prayer should never be about religious activity seen by others. When it is that, it's a show. But God doesn't want us to put on a show. We receive our reward because that was a <coughs> prayer and that was eloquent. And, and they waxed lyrical on that one. No, God wants prayer to be a communication point with him. Yeah. a connection point with him. He wants us to offer prayers up to him. It, it's not for others, it's for us. Yeah. Your prayer life is for you. You will pray for others and you will pray for circumstance, but prayer is for you. It opens you up and it opens up the communication channels to God. But when you pray, go into the room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what he's done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans do, for they think they, are, they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. 
I love that because it says you don't have to speak. Sometimes we don't know what to say. And the Bible says when you don't know what to say, pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. And if you haven't been filled with the Spirit, we will pray for you to get filled with the Spirit so you can receive your heavenly prayer language. We do that all the time. And Wally led many people here into a, a more intimate relationship with Christ and into receiving the Spirit of God. But it's, it's a free gift for all of us. But I, I want to encourage you that this then is how you should pray. What we're about to read is often referred to as the model prayer, the prayer that Jesus gave us to pray. And I want to encourage us, when you don't know what to pray, pray like this. Pray this way. Another version says, pray in this manner. It says, our Father in heaven, which speaks to me of position, because he there's a saying that he sits high and looks low. That the perspective I have of the challenge that I'm facing, the valley that I'm walking through, the mountain that's before me, is just a little blip on his radar. Because he sits above and looks down low. That I don't know if you've ever been on a plane and, and that's my house. I, I can see my house, but my house is just a dot. But when I'm on the ground, my house is a, is a big house. But when I'm in a plane, the perspective shift or change. The, the, so often what we think is a massive thing in our world is nothing to God. And the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. It says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, we need to get heaven's perspective of the moment we're walking through. It says, our Father in heaven. And then it goes on to say, hallowed be your name. So Melissa was talking about honouring God with, with our presence and turning up. But it also honours God when we acknowledge his position as the King of kings and Lord of lords as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the, the end. The Bible says that heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstools. God is, for lack of a better way of saying it, large and in charge. Yeah. That, that there is nothing that's before God. There's nothing that's after God. There's nothing God cannot do in your world that God doesn't want to do for you. And again, his way is perfect and his will is perfect, but we can call upon him and petition him and he hears our prayers. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. What we're a part of is bigger than what we're facing. Yeah. We are part of a kingdom. Yeah. And like Melissa said, you don't have to do life in isolation. You don't have to face your challenges by yourself. That says your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what I love about this is, is when we pray this way, we're saying, God, let our earthly experiences mirror heaven's perfect perfection. God, God, I want my life to mirror heaven's perfection. God, your kingdom, your will, your way, you're, you're our Father in heaven. We glorify you. We give you so, so, so often we come to God with our shopping list of my needs and my wants and my hurts and my desires, my, my guilt and my faults. But he's saying, just pray like this. If you pray like this, this will cover everything you need. You'll get heaven's attention. God will hear from heaven your prayer and answer your prayers. It says, give us today our daily bread. Have you got faith that God can? Do, do you have faith this morning that God can? Because he can. And I will never ask somebody for something I don't think they can give me. If I don't think you've got the ability to give me what I'm about to ask, I'm not going to ask you for it. But this is saying, God, I believe you've got the ability. God, I believe you can. Not only the resourcing, but the power. Not only the power, but the peace. God, I believe that you can pour into my life everything that I'm asking you for. Provide for us today. Give us our daily bread and forgive us our debts. When you pray, can I encourage you, come to God with a contrite heart. 
There's not one perfect person. There's not one person that's done it right. There's not one sinless person. Come to God and say, God, I'm sorry. God, I need you. Forgive me. Lord, Lord, I, I want to be made right with you. The only way we can be made right in, in life is through Christ. And coming to him going, I messed up again. I made a mistake again. I didn't do it right. God, I'm coming to seek you to forgive me as we have also forgiven our debtors. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive other sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. And when you fast... Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they are fasting. Truly I tell you, again, that they've received their reward in full. When you fast, put on oil on your head and wash your face so that it will be not be obvious to others that you're fasting, but only to your Father who is unseen. And your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. I love this. God wants to reward you. God has answers for your prayers. God has rewards stored up for you that he wants you to seek him for. And he doesn't want you to do it in front of others. He wants you to do it as a heart-to-heart personal interaction with him so he can reward you. Is that, that, that helps me. This, to me, is good news. This is the smile of God upon your life. You are his chosen people. You are the king's kids. God wants to bless you and reward you. He wants you to cry out to him so he can answer your prayers. And, and if you're not a prayer, I want to encourage you to yeah. become a prayer. Set aside some time each day just to seek him. And you might start short and then it will grow long. Let it become a discipline. And then from a discipline, let it become a passion in your life. I find myself, I, I wake, we, we've got, thank you Jesus for 20 year olds. I got woken last night at three. I, I find myself praying in tongues when I can't sleep. I find myself praying in tongues when I'm driving in the car. I find myself, and it's just, it's just habit in my world. But it's a habit that's forming my world. And it's a habit that's shaping my future. And, and when I'm praying to God and I'm seeking him, I'm, I'm gaining heaven's perspective and also heaven's wisdom. And, and I feel an anointing for this. Times where I'm, I'm just going about life and I find myself praying and then I sense the presence of God. And I want to encourage you to do that. And, you know, how to pray, when to pray, why to pray, we'll cover that in the next few weeks. But just pray because prayer and fasting is about relationship with God. And, and I don't know how we would do this life except for that connection with him, that, that recharging. That It's as if those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be filled. But in my hunger and thirsting for righteousness, I'm actually hungering and thirsting, thirsting, thirsting for him. I'm seeking him. I'm going after him. And, and I love what it says in Jeremiah 30, 22. It says, and you will be my people and I will be your God. God wants to be close, and prayer positions us. It's, it's like a, a proximity thing. It positions us in the presence of God. And prayer isn't about getting from God. It's about getting to God. Yeah. And, and I need God. I don't have what I need to walk this life. I, I just, in myself, in my, in my intellect, in my strength, in my, I, I don't have what I need. I need God. Yeah. You need God, and we, we get God when we get to God. And... I love it because in the Bible, and God is described as gregarious. And gregarious means relation. He's a good and loving father that wants relationship with his kids. And, and it is one thing to turn up and it is another thing to serve. And it's, but God wants relationship with you personally. This week he wants to help you through some challenges you're facing. 
He wants to shift perspective. He wants to lighten loads. He wants to deliver to you. And it's not about earning. It's about receiving. Yeah. That, that, that's our God. That's our Heavenly Father. That's our good and loving Heavenly Father. And to me, you know, prayer is our secret source of power. It, it truly is. Because when I don't know what to do, I can pray. And when I don't have the wisdom I need for a decision to make, I can pray. And when there's nothing that I can do to, to help another person, I can still pray. Pray. And in 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. If my people. Yeah. Are you his people? Yeah. How do you identify? Because yeah. in a time and age when I can identify as anything, I choose to identify as his. I choose to identify as a child of Christ. I choose to identify as somebody that's separated unto him, that's sanctified, that's consecrated, that's redeemed, that's, that's, that's being filled with the Spirit of God. That's how I identify. I identify as a child of God. And it says, it says if my people, I can extricate myself from that position. You're not my God. You're not my Savior. You're not, I'll do it on my own. I'll do it in my own strength. I'll do it with, with what I have. I, I, I just choose to identify as somebody that needs God every day of my life. I need you, Lord. Be with me. Amen. Amen. So we've got questions about prayer, but we will answer those questions. But in Matthew 6, 25, it says this. It says, therefore I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear, your body, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Everybody say, don't worry. Don't worry. Prayer helps us not worry. Prayer helps us get beyond worry, beyond concern. And in the natural, there is natural concerns that we, we should, could hold on to or we should hold on to. But, but I love this because in Philippians it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. I, I'm worried now. Because <laughs> what will I worry about if I don't worry about anything? And then I just pray about anything. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Has God ever done anything good in your world? Yeah. Has he ever fulfilled a promise? Yeah. Has he ever come through at that 11th hour? Has he ever delivered you and brought breakthrough into your world? Have you ever received healing? Have you ever found yourself in peace when you shouldn't be? Yeah. Thank him for it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thessalonians says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. What? What do you mean? But today isn't a convenient day. I don't want to give thanks today. I don't want to rejoice today. I don't want to rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. For my will is higher than your will. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord. That God doesn't look at life as you and I look at life. I, I, I remember getting a, I can't even remember, it was an email or a phone call from a certain government department telling me that I had done something wrong and I owed them $27,000. And in that moment, my heart sunk. And I, I literally, to the pit of my stomach, felt sick. And I, I don't even know if I've ever told my listeners, I pulled over to the side of the road, we were working at Budrum at the time, and I literally sat at my car steering wheel for 30 minutes going, what have I done? How do I get out of this? 
Now it was just a clerical error. I just hadn't ticked one box, and but in that moment, I was I was so freaked out that I don't. I'm going to jail. They're coming. I can I can hear the sirens. They're handcuffs. I'm going to jail. And I I was freaking out. My head was going a million miles an hour, and all I could do was pray. And I started to pray, but then I felt the presence of God, and then I felt a bit of wisdom come, and then I felt I started to calm down. Okay, so about three hours later of phone calls, it was a clerical error. I just hadn't ticked one box. One box ticked, and now I didn't know anything. I was fine. But it was in a moment where I could worry about everything, I decided to pray. In a moment where my world seemed to be turning and spinning and upside down, and I didn't know how the heck will I get out of this? What, what will I tell Melissa? What do I do? I've got to have to resign as the pastor. I owe $27,000. I'm going to jail. No, I didn't really, but... What do I do? And I decided to pray. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Seeking is the key to prayer. And I don't know about when you were a kid, but you, were, you sought out adventure. Yeah. And you sought, like, I, we, we had these big Norfolk pines near our house, and we would literally you had to get about 10 feet up to the bottom rung and then once you got past that you could climb up and we had forts and we we sought out adventure and in adventure seemed like that was real life that was living and 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 the people seek out the perfect wave or the ultimate adrenaline rush or the the base jumping the mountain climbing the getting the winning lotto numbers i don't know but we're seeking but true peace comes when we seek jesus peace in life and i what value do you place on peace what value do you place on being able to walk calmly through life? Because that's what Jesus is. I bring you peace and not peace as the world gives do I give. I give you, I give you my peace. You can walk in, in my ways but just call on me. And God wants to be number one in our worlds. He wants us to seek him before we worry. He wants us to seek him before we think about the food or we think about the clothing or we think about the housing or the paying of the bills or how do we, he wants us to seek him and not to seek him to, to get from him, but to seek him for him so that we get him. Cause if I've got him, I've got all that I need in life. And I want to tell us this morning that worry is no substitute for prayer. You can worry yourself to the grave and it won't do anything for you. But prayer, there's a transformation that takes place when I pray and seek him. And it's where peace flows towards my life. And, and, and I want to tell us here this one that God loves you, but he's not moved by your need. God is for you, but he's not moved by your worry or your fear or your anxiety. God responds to faith. Hebrews 11 says, 11, 6 says, faith is the only thing that pleases God. So I can walk worried and I can walk anxious and I can work, walk concerned but it's not honouring God. But when I go to a position of faith going, I do not know how I'm going to get through what I'm facing. I don't know how this story ends. I don't know how this storm is going to affect my life. But God, I choose to believe in you today. When I do that, I'm putting a stake in the ground, an unshakable, unmovable stake in the ground that says, God, your will, your way. And you know what? Faith is seen through bold, confident prayers. Yeah. that are off, offered in the face of adversity and are offered in the face of, of the impossible because it's where the impossible becomes possible in him. And Melissa said it before, but prayer has the ability to affect everything in your world. And one of the great theologians says prayer 
affects everything that affects you. Pray. Because it affects everything that affects you. Pray. Don't, don't sit in silence. The, the enemy wants to silence your voice. God has given you a voice to declare and to proclaim and to prophesy towards a better day. And if all things are working together for my good, then God, I'm claiming what's being worked on my behalf. Isaiah 64 says, God works for those that wait for him. He meets with those who rejoice. Can I encourage you this week? Wait for him. And when you come face to face with Jesus Christ, rejoice. Rejoice and thank him and bless him and honour his name. Amen. You know, the amazing thing is prayer works for everyone. Not a select few, not the, the, the frozen chosen or anything else, for everybody. It's, it's both ordinary and extraordinary. James 5.17 says, Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. That's unbelievable. If you know anything about Elijah, Elijah was suicidal. He was a prophet of God, a man of God. He was doing God's will, but he was suicidal. Throughout the course of his life, he says, God, just end it. Just, just take my life from it. What is, the, what is the use of me doing what I'm doing? Just end it now. In other words, Elijah was just like us. We, he had his good days, he had his bad days. He had his ups and his downs. He had his, his wins and his victories. And, he, and then he had his challenges that he faced. But it says he was a man with, with a nature just like us, but he prayed that it would not rain. He shifted natural weather patterns through his prayer, offered boldly and confidently. You can arrest, you can shift circumstances in your world when you pray God, bold, confident prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In, in life which is big and busy and full on and see, tomorrow I've got a public holiday, but that means I've got a four-day week instead of a five-day week. I've got so much more to do from Tuesday onwards. Don't slip into that lifestyle or that routine. And don't just seek God for answers. Seek God for his presence. Seek God for his thereness. Seek God for his face. You know where it says, uh, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight, sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, Hebrews 12. Yes. And I've said it many times, but the more I look to Jesus, the more I start to look like Jesus. Yeah. And if the world needs anything right now, it's not anxious Christians, yeah. nervous Christians, uptight Christians, yeah. guilt-ridden Christians, frustrated Christians. They need Christians that look like Jesus. They look people that walk in peace and they're calm and they're assured. And I gotta tell you, not one of us knows that we have a tomorrow. But we know that we have a good and loving Father that is for us, that goes before us, working all things together for our good. Amen. Amen. Another version of Matthew 6:30 says this. If God gives such attention to the, appearance, to the appearance of the wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, do you think he'll attend to you, take pride in you, do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you both know God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. I love that. 
Don't get worked up. Don't get upset. Don't get uptight wondering what might happen. Yeah. 95% of our concerns that we worry ourselves about, we get anxious about, we get never even happen. But I lost time, energy, mind, mind space. I, I lost because I was worrying about something that never became a reality in my world. Don't worry. Seek him. Don't worry. Lift up your heart in prayer. Don't worry. Walk confidently in his goodness and his love. Amen. Seek him. Crave him. Go after him. And like I said before, Matthew 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Do you know to fret means to boil over, to, to, to get to heat up. And I don't know about you when, when you get angry or you get concerned or you get when you start to get you get hot under the collar. Yeah. Yeah. It's like don't don't fret. Don't worry. Still yourself. The Bible says be still and know that I am God. Somebody here today needs to hear, be still. Stop trying so hard. Stop fighting so hard. Stop thrashing around. Just let God be God in your world. Just lift up that concern. The Bible says, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. Cast your cares upon me. Get intentional with throwing off that thing that's concerning you, with throwing off that thing that's holding you back and weighing you to just cast it off. But Christian, you don't understand. Yeah, I do understand. I understand because life is the same for all of us. We face different storms and different circumstances, but essentially life is the same for all of us. Cast off today those things that are holding you back. Cast off those things that are weighing you down. And I love that all through the Bible, there, there, there are just great people who found a way to seek God and access heaven because they did exactly that. They lived beyond their circumstances and their challenges. And, you know, I love that Daniel, Daniel was a man that saw God daily, even when it was decreed that he couldn't. And, and when he, it was decreed that he couldn't, he prayed three times a day and got thrown in a lion's den. But Daniel, the Bible says, distinguished himself because he was a man after God's own heart. He was a man that, that went after God. He, he, he distinguished himself and he did great exploits and the mouth of those lions were shut because he sought God. The Bible says that the enemy roams around like a roaring lion seeking him whom he may devour. The way you shut the mouth of the lions, the way you shut the mouth of the enemy is to seek God, is to pray, is to cry out and to offer your life to him. Rick Godwin says this, the good life will seduce and reduce you to be a slave to a world of comfort. It will drive you to be too driven and busy and church becomes a place of stress relief from all the things we want in the world. We don't want to change, but we want fast relief from pain. Then we go on chasing all the things every, everybody else wants. Let's not be those people. And in Leviticus 6, it says this, the fire of the altar must be kept burning. It must not go out. Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. Every morning the priest is to add firewood and arrange the burnt offering on the fire and the, to burn the fat of the fellowship offering on it. The fire must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Prayer is the altar and our job is to maintain the fire. That, that we, we can build an altar in our lives and stir that fire 
Stir yourself in faith. Stir yourself in passion. Stir yourself in seeking Him. Let that fire burn and you will find answers to your prayers every day. And just a few things as we come to a close, if I can get the team to come. Through prayer, we access power to overcome. Every single one of us. The secret to spiritual power is prayer. And when you pray, you become strong and temptation in your world is defeated. It's we, we access power to overcome, and I don't know about you, but I need God's help to overcome in my life, in my emotions, in my circumstances. In Matthew 26, Jesus asked his disciples to watch and pray lest they fall into temptation. The reality is when I'm not connected to God, I can be seduced by the world. I can fall into temptation. The things of this life and world can become normal and they never should. We can live to a higher standard. We can live a higher way, but we have to seek Him. The next thing is that we access strength, supernatural strength, eternal strength, heaven's strength towards our lives. And Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise up on wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and will not faint. There is, there is power available for every single person you are bigger than you think you are, stronger than you think you are. You have more to give and do than you think you can, but seek Him. Connect with Him. Petition heaven. Cry out to a good and loving Father so that that strength can be released to you. Amen. We access courage to do great exploits, which was I shared from Daniel. Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall corrupt. With, he shall corrupt with flattery, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. The, the way I get to know God is to seek God, is to wait on God, is to cry out to God, and then my life can, can carry the stamp and the favour of heaven, and I can go about doing great things in his name. Prayer is like breathing. When you pray, hell trembles. Prayer is the thing that activates our spirit and our spirit man and it stirs things up. And I, I truly believe the most powerful thing you can ever do is pray. Not worry, not strive, not fight. And if you've done what you know to do and you, you haven't entered into breakthrough yet, maybe it's time to tag God into the ring. To say, oh, you know what, I'm done. Can you just jump on in here for me? Can you fight this fight for me? Can you carry me through this season? Can you lead me where I... I don't know where to go. I love this. It says, if you can be moved by heaven, you'll move things on earth. Prayer positions me to be moved by heaven, to, to see my circumstances shifted, my emotions stabilized, my mind still. Because when I can be moved by heaven, I can see things moved on earth. And again, like I said before, whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. It's all about belief. It's all about standing. Number four, as Chris was sharing before, that prayer accesses overflow. John 10.10, 10, the devil comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I want your world to overflow. I want there to be abundance. I want there to be provision that flows towards you. Seek me. And I know I'm saying this same thing a lot of times, but God just wants to reveal himself to you in a deeper measure, in a, in a new way. He wants to be in, in daily connection and relationship with you. Don't let a day go by where you don't cry out to God, where you don't thank him, where you don't rest in him, when you don't receive 
from Him. Let the Spirit of God pour towards your life every day. Because that's God's desire, is that you would know no lack in your world. That you would live in abundance of overflow in your emotions, in your relationships, physically, mentally, financially. That there would be blessing in your world. God satisfies I love what it says in Jeremiah 29, you'll seek me and you'll find me when you seek for me with all your heart. The Apostle Paul says, I count everything a loss compared to knowing Christ. We can gain the whole world and not have a relationship with Christ. The Bible says, what, what is the benefit of man to gain the whole world yet lose his soul? To lose who he is, to lose what he's called to be. You can access healing. As I, as I pray, our hearts soften and we can receive and, and, and give forgiveness. Acts 4, 31 says, After they prayed, the place where they were ready was shaken. They were filled with the Holy Spirit of God and, the, and spoke the word of God boldly. Exodus 15, 26, he said, If you listen to me carefully, to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, obey his command, keep all his decrees, then I'll make none of you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord. That heals you. God is a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a peace bringer. He's a hope giver. He's a raiser of heads. He's a he's a good God. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? When we seek Him first, our relationship with Him is revived. We get revived from discouragement. We revived from the weariness of battle. We're clothed, we're empowered, and we're who we're called to be to go out and reach a generation for him. I believe we're living in a day where, as I've said before, this is a, cha- a place of celebration, a place of empowerment, and it's a place that we're sent from for the week ahead. God has so much for you to do this week but you can't do it on your own. He wants to empower you. He wants to uh, illuminate a path for you to walk upon because there are people this week that need you in their world, that need the life that's flowing from you to flow into them, that need the hope, that need the peace, that need the encouragement, that need the generosity to flow from you into their world because you can change somebody's life this week. You can shift somebody's life. You can take. You can help somebody else cast their cares upon him because of the way you're living, because of the spirit that you carry, because of the connection you have with heaven, you can change somebody's life this week. And I want to encourage us as we finish that God has a purpose for your pain, a reason for your struggle, and a reward for your faithfulness. Trust Him and never give up. No matter what you're walking through, I'm telling you, you are entering into a time of breakthrough. You're entering into a time where you're going to experience the goodness of God. And I love what David said. He said, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can I encourage you here today? Do not lose heart. Trust in the Lord. Trust in his faithfulness. Trust in his goodness. And you will see all of his plans unfold before your life. Amen. Would you just lift your hands, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you for your word. God, I pray that this would be a word of encouragement this, this morning, that it would take root in our hearts, that it would, it would hit our souls, Lord, that we would realise that, that, God, you are so close, you are ever-present. All you want is relationship with your kids. I pray, Lord, today that relationship with you is strengthened. 
that we would sense you closer, we would hear you clear, that we would walk in, in peace and joy this day, Lord God. Father, for every single person in this room, those that aren't here, those that are on holidays, those that for whatever reason couldn't be, God, the blessing of heaven. I pray that you would bless, that you would favour, that you would smile upon every single person in this room, that supernaturally and despite and beyond circumstance, this week would be a week of peace and a week of, of joy bubbling on the inside. God, have your way. You're our Father in heaven and we hallow your name this morning. Lord God, it's your kingdom, it's your power and all glory goes to you in the mighty and wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said... Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.